I just wanted to do today is to set up a quick overview of where we're going in this upcoming series, uh, hopefully just enough to maybe entice you to come back um, next week and then the week after, and then you're definitely not going to want to miss uh, week four uh, if we can pull it off. Uh, there's not a lot of time between now and then, but, but maybe have something pretty neat planned um, and, and moving, I think, really important, something to hear. So um, now, all of us, I think, can probably agree that if we decide to be in relationship with other people, there are some uncomfortable moments. I hope that's pretty fair to say. There are those moments when you kind of feel like this, they kind of feel like that, and there's a little bit of a gap in between, in between the two of you. Um, in fact, this week we posted to our Facebook page and said, hey, tell us your uncomfortable mo- moments. I appreciate, one, that you kept it appropriate. And two, some of the comments were very, very relatable. Um, the, w- the first one that I wanted to share with you comes from Simon, and he said the uncomfortable moment for him is when you say, you too, when the waiter says, enjoy your food. You know what I'm talking about? And I just sit there and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Or even worse, it's like you should have learned the first time, but then on your way out of the restaurant, they say, hey, thanks. Thanks so much for being here. And you're like, you too. You know, and it's like, yeah, but they work here. So it's uncomfortable. Um, the next one comes from Mary. I thought this one was good. Uh, hers was the close talker. Okay. And this is a proximity thing, right? It's the kind of person who's like so close to you, like you know, you kind of all know that we all kind of breathe the same air, right? But then like, then you know, no, because they're so close, right? And it's like, I think we need a few feet of separation between your breath and my breath because you're just way too close. It's uncomfortable. Um, And then the last one uh, comes from my wife. I thought this one was really good, not just because she's my wife, but when someone says we need to talk, uncomfortable. Or my personal favorite, when, some, when people are singing happy birthday to me, not sure whether to sing or watch. And I'm like, that's me too. And we've never talked about this and our relationship just grew a little bit stronger because I'm like, I have that all the time. Because you either sing along, right? Happy birthday to me. And it's like a little narcissistic. Or you don't sing at all, which is uncomfortable because then you're the only one not singing. It just it's kind of a weird thing, okay? It's more for everybody else, I think, at the end of the day, for them to say happy birthday to you. But regardless, the point just being that there are uncomfortable, it is undeniable that there are uncomfortable moments a part of our relationships. Now, I will acknowledge right off the bat that there are uncomfortable moments that when they happen, you just need to walk away, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just uncomfortable, that's wrong, across the line, we got to walk away. However, And where we're going to spend the majority of our time in this series is there are uncomfortable moments that some of us, in fact, probably all of us, have avoided at one point or another. And in the fact that we avoid them, we lose something important when it comes to relationships. In fact, there are uncomfortable moments that we shouldn't avoid. I mean, think about this. Think about if you would have avoided that stage of uncomfortability when it came to meeting your spouse for the first time, or maybe going on a date for the first time, or the person that you're dating right now, and you're meeting them for the first time, and you go out on a date, and, and you're hopeful, you're optimistic, but there is a significant degree of uncomfortability, like what if this doesn't work out? What if they're awkward? What if they're uncomfortable? What if I sit here in this date for like the next hour or two, and it's just, ah, uh, uncomfortable? Or what if it's great, and I don't really know? And you have a choice. You can either avoid it altogether, or you can push through it. 
There's uncomfortable moments when you have to be honest about something. And there's those moments when you're uncomfortable and you really don't want to push through that honesty because you don't know how that person's going to respond when you tell them the truth of something you did, they've done, something that's wrong. And you just got to be honest about it, but it's uncomfortable. And so you avoid it. And I think when you avoid it, you lose something. And if I could be so bold as to say, for those of us who consider themselves Christians, or in other words, those of us who consider ourselves to be followers of Jesus, that there are these moments in Christianity too, where it's difficult to be completely honest with our behavior, whether it's right or wrong. And so we just kind of assume nobody noticed, but they did notice, and we're not going to talk about it. And then all that ends up happening is people just look at us and say, well, you're kind of hypocritical because you say one thing and you're doing another, and it's uncomfortable. Or those moments when we realize maybe, maybe that our faith isn't quite as big as we thought it was, or we kind of knew that it wasn't to begin with, but we don't want to be honest with people because we're supposed to be the person in the room that has the most faith. And so to say anything against it could be uncomfortable. Say any truth to the degree in which we're actually uncomfortable when it comes to our faith or our belief, belief in God, we avoid it. Or maybe a good example today is baptisms. I mean, that's just kind of uncomfortable to some degree. You've got to stand up here in front of a bunch of people, and it's just uncomfortable. And so we've just chosen to avoid it. When in reality, we know that for us to grow in our relationships, we have to push through that discomfort. Because the reason that we lose something when we avoid the discomfort or the uncomfortability when it comes to our relationships is is something that you're familiar with. It's called trust. And to try to explain this to you, that there is a connection that I think sometimes we don't realize between the uncomfortable moments in relationships and building trust. We don't really think of those two things as tied together. Now, I'm not saying that please go out into your relationships and try to create uncomfortable moments and expect things to grow. No, that's just going to be weird. But if you want there to be a degree of trust built into your relationships, there will also be some degree of uncomfortability. To try to make this simple, I'll put it this way. Imagine if your trust level with someone is zero. Okay, you have no trust level. Trust level zero. And, and maybe, uh, for example, like classes just started, so maybe, maybe you're in school, in college, or in high school, or something like that, and you go into your class for the first time, okay, how much do you trust that teacher? Probably not all too much. You don't even know them, right? Or maybe, maybe your kids are all grown, and they're coming home for the first time, and they're bringing their first serious boyfriend or girlfriend. How much do you trust that boyfriend or girlfriend? All the guys in the room are like, oh, my daughter bringing home the boy, Mm-mm, he's at a negative. He's got to work his way up. He's at a deficit. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But trust level is zero. We start essentially with nothing. But for our relationship to grow, it requires that we trust the other person. And for trust to be created, we have to essentially step out of where we're comfortable, go beyond the trust that we've normally extended to that person. And in that moment, we're uncomfortable. In that moment of walking into the classroom and trying to size up the teacher, like, is that teacher there just to fail us? Or is that teacher there to help us learn? I had a college professor, and he essentially said, hey, uh, the math works out this way. About a quarter of you will fail, half of you will succeed in this class and pass, and then a, a quarter of you will probably get B's and A's. And I'm like, what? 
So is this a class about just trying to get right where you need to be, or is this a class about learning? What's this really about? And my trust is here, and I felt uncomfortable. And then he laid it out, and I was like, oh, I'm not trusting you. Or, or that first date, and you're trying to figure out how it's going to go, but you put yourself out there. You're going to trust that person. You're going to show up. You're going to try to make conversation. You're going to see if that trust can grow maybe to the next level. And it's uncomfortable in that gap. Or maybe because we're launching small groups this fall here over the next couple of weeks, group sign-up is there. You go into a small group, and I'm guessing if you grew up kind of like how I grew up, you weren't involved. Small groups, community groups, um, growth groups, those weren't things that were a part of your church life growing up. And so then to walk into a space where you're going to be in community for like the next year with other people, and you're meeting regularly, and you're going to be talking about yourself, and you're going to talk about faith, and all those things that for a lot of us we just kind of avoid because they're uncomfortable— is overwhelming. It is uncomfortable. And so to walk into that group for the first time, you're going to feel like this, and you're hoping for this, but you don't really know, and in the meantime, you're just uncomfortable. But if you stop here, trust will never grow, and there will be no opportunity for those relationships to pay dividends into your life and your relationship with others to pay dividends into their lives. The problem is so often we stop when it gets uncomfortable and you can just take that trust away. And if trust doesn't grow, a relationship stagnates and it essentially over time will evaporate. And so the whole point of this series, when we come back next week into week two, is I'm going to try to help you to navigate those uncomfortable moments and hopefully motivate you to see why those are so important and how that there could be a good reason for it, and how you could potentially move through some of those uncomfortable situations. And the truth is, and some of you know this all too well, I know this because I, uh, uh, I grew up in a very traditional, more or less, church, and then I left faith altogether, altogether to become an agnostic, um, which essentially means you believe in God, but not any particular God. They just You're not so, like, you know, confident that there's no God. There's some God, you just don't know who. And uh, for me, when it came to my relationship with God, I was here, and I didn't want to move past here. And maybe that's where you've been for the majority of your life. When it comes to God, your trust level there is zero. You may believe in God, but understand, believing in God is not the same as trusting in God. Listen, I believe that there is a government of the United States of America. It doesn't mean I trust them. Same thing with God. And you don't want to move through that uncomfortable conversation with God, that uncomfortable story about God, the uncomfortable decisions that you've made in your life that maybe you need to talk to God about. And as Christians, we do this too because maybe we trust God at like level two, three, but we don't want to go much beyond that because to go beyond that, we know God is maybe calling us into something more, and that's uncomfortable, and we don't really want to do more because we know doing more maybe will cost us more. And instead of looking at it as letting go and getting rid of that which we don't really want, we look at it as losing something, losing our time and our money that we don't want to and God is calling us to, and so we'd just rather not move into that phase of uncomfortability. But I promise you that there are moments that you have avoided that are uncomfortable that could have paid dividends into your life. And I promise you that when it comes to your Heavenly Father, it may take you years to figure this out, and that is okay. That's why we want to be a church for imperfect people to explore faith, because that exploration can take some time. 
But if you work through the uncomfortable with your Heavenly Father, it will pay dividends in the end.